Welcome, I'm Joe. And I'm Roddy. And you've joined us for Stage Door. We have a fantastic hour for you talking all things theatre, film and arts, including... Lifting the curtain, giving you the inside track on what's happening on stage and off. There's our pick of the week, your ring-in request and a chance to win if you can name that show. And we've got the quick quiz, another hot pick out of the vault and make sure you catch out continued interview on Shakespeare. And that's all before midday here on Stage Door, sponsored by Jam Theatre Company Marlowe. We're live across the Thames Valley. This is River Radio. Ah, well, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Even more vivid pink. I mean, that's your hair, not me. (laughs) (laughs) True. I'm fine. I've had a whistle-stop trip around the M25 to get here this morning. I was delighted some crashes cleared in front of me. Otherwise, you'd have been sitting here flying solo. That's okay. (laughs) You know, we'll get through whatever we have to get through. Absolutely. But it's been an interesting week, hasn't it? It has. I went to a brilliant new writing event at the Bush Theatre last Sunday. Uh, and it was uh, showcasing monologues from writers who are working class, from a working class background. Lovely. And it, it was the third of a season of events that had also tried to elevate voices of people of colour mm-hmm. and others from um, different sexual identities. Yep. So, it was, And I bought all three volumes. Did because, you? And they were ram-packed. Like, these books have got loads of monologues oh, in. Wow. Granted, they're standalone monologues, uh, and in many cases based on people's personal experiences. But Yeah, I do... Uh, just You mentioned standalone monologues because... Mm. You know, when people audition to go to drama school, they have to have something from a script. Yeah. But sometimes these are brilliantly written. They are. And I think maybe the drama schools need to rethink just a tad. Well, I think it's probably to try and stop people pulling them off the internet because there are some very True. overdone monologues oh, that word. are just off the first website you get if you type monologues. Yes, but I'm hoping that students have a little bit more... Well, yeah, and actually, intelligence you, can, that? you if you do your background research, if you do given circumstances, you can bring anything to life. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's a lovely sort of coolish day today, isn't it? Yeah. What's the weather been doing? I mean, I have gone to work in the rain, had lunch in the sun, nice. and then got soaked on the way back to the car. I've got no idea what's going yeah, on. Yeah, who knows? But hey, we're alive, we're here, we're <laughs> feeling fantastic, you're looking good. Oh, thanks very much. Yeah, let's have a name that show. Name that show. Okay, I'm being really super generous. I thought last week it was a little bit tricky, wasn't it? It was, it was a bit tricky. Bring I it had on, no idea, yeah. Uh, legendary, the song from Bring It On. Uh, so I'm going super, super easy this time. Well, that, it's only three seconds, but it's pretty iconic. It is iconic. Let's hear it again. And that's a mood on a Thursday morning, isn't it? <laughs> sick and tired of everything. 
Um, I certainly don't feel that way right now. Good. But anyway, that's Name That Show. And in this hour, we play three separate clips of the same song. But you have to tell me, what is the show that that song comes from? Now, I've got this fabulous leaderboard. And whoever is, you know, regularly ringing in and getting them right, doesn't matter if it's on the first, second or third go, you will win tickets to see a show. So you can email joe at river.radio. That's jo at river.radio. And tell me what show you think this comes from. One more time. Even if you're listening again on Apple, on Absolutely. Spotify, on the website, you email in. Yeah. I'm a sick and tired of everything. I don't want to sing the next line. Please, yeah, please don't. <laughs> but I bet everybody at home is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dancing around the kitchen. Right, let's lift the curtain. Wow, so much happening. Um, West End Live has yes. been announced. Oh, right. Which is fantastic. Have you ever been? No. No? No, it's in Trafalgar Square, isn't it, normally? Uh, yeah, I'm... Um I often, I've seen video recordings of people there. I've seen the crowds. I've seen people's Insta stories. Um, Because it's daylight, I often think they look a bit scant on the stage because, of course, there isn't the atmosphere that you get from the lighting and the smoke so much. I agree, but I do feel like it's the atmosphere of the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, that goes absolutely bananas. It is in Trafalgar Square, absolutely right. It's on the 25th and the 26th of June. And there's no tickets required. It's just you come and you stand and you... Enjoy. There must be a lovely atmosphere in the crowd because everyone there's a like-minded musical uh, theatre loving. Absolutely, we've got um, Angeliette, Back to the Future musical, Beauty and the Beast, Bonnie and Clyde, Book of Mormon, Choir of Man, Come from Away. I mean, honestly, this can go on and on and on. Dear Evan Hansen, um, Hamilton, Heather's. I mean, there's just so many shows that are represented every single year, and it's just lovely and it's free. Aww. It's free, 25th and 26th, Trafalgar Square. Get in there and just enjoy. Um, and you might hear stuff. I mean, this is what we do with Out of the Vault, isn't it? You might hear songs and see performances of things you didn't normally, you know, look at. Before. Yeah, I listened to some Waitress on the way in this morning. Yeah. And I haven't listened to all of these tracks before. I was like, this is really lovely. Yeah. I'm just enjoying sloshing around in it. No, absolutely. So, you know, just go and, and have some fun. Uh, now, some slightly less good news. I saw that the Arts Council are under threat. Rhys Mogg is after them. Excuse uh, me? They're going to be subject to a government review, the Arts oh, Council for England. Sake. Now, Grant. Oh, I'm going to go positive on that. Okay. And that they will get more money. Ah, perfect. Okay. Yes, please. That's my I mean, version. It's questionable already that the funding comes from lottery. So, the reason they've had to encourage gambling is because rather than central government funding supporting the arts, it comes from people gambling. Uh, but anyway, let's hope that the Arts Council manages to escape the scalp that's coming. Um, Channel 5, obviously, is under threat in the targets of Nadine Doris, the, in quotes, culture secretary, close quotes. Um, she, I don't know if you saw in that parliamentary committee, reported that 96% of people supported privatisation of Channel 5 and had to be pointed out to her that her own government-wide paper, the stat is the other way round. It's 96% of people do not favour privatisation. Wow. What kind of minister doesn't have that kind of grasp of the facts? Nadine Dorries is the answer. The <laughs> Culture Secretary. Yay us! Yay us! <laughs> oh, everything's in good hands, isn't it? Brighter news, though. Go looking on. Looking to the future. Um, the, I love the acronym for this. The S-S-S-S-P-O-T-Y. The I- Stephen Sondheim Society Student Performer of the Year competition. Yes. Jenna Russell's going to present some of the nice. awards. Yeah, she's hosting it, I think. And then Julia McKenzie, who's, I think, their patron, is usually there to hand the big cheque over at the end. Yes. Worth £1,000 to I know. a student I, from I had, um, um, I had a child that was... <laughs> 
Did you? In record for that. Oh, really? Yes, oh, I did. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah, well, that's this Monday. Fantastic. This Monday, the 30th of May. Guess where that's happening? It could it be at the Stephen Sondheim Theatre? <laughs> it is at the Sondheim Theatre, yeah. So that's the Stephen Sondheim Society Student Performer of the Year Award. Um, some very famous people have won that. And it's just great to hear some new writing songs uh, as well, because absolutely. they all have to sing a Sondheim and a new song. So there's cool. an award for new musical theatre writing as well. Well, we've got quite a few things happening. Um, I mean, I don't know. That leads me on into um, a new show called Treason. Now, it's done its first performance. It's based on the November 5th Gunpowder Plot. Um, but it's been so popular, it's a new musical, it's been so popular that it's coming back for a concert version on the 22nd of August. Oh, it's Did a great that? topic. No. Yeah. Um, anyway, so it's called Treason. It's got Carrie Hope, Fletcher, Les Dennis, Cedric Neal. There's a whole bunch of amazing people in there. And there's a real run of um, musical concerts happening yeah. at the moment which is really fantastic so it's just one night only kind of things uh, so that one is as I said it's on the 22nd of August um, but we've also got Chess doing a musical concert as well oh. uh, on the 1st of August, Kinky Boots on the 8th of August and uh, this is fun, uh, we've got the Witches of Eastwick <gasps> In I concert. love that. Where's that? In concert. Yes, please. Okay, so that's at the Sondheim on June the 20th. I, that was one of the first I pulled out the vault. Yes, I like that. yes. Okay. Ah, okay. And that stars Carrie Hope Fletcher, Danielle Steers, Laura Pitt Pulford as the main three, and award-winning actor uh, Giles Torreira as oh, Daryl Van Darryl. Horn. Yeah. Mr. Van Horn. Yeah. Oh, and great. that's all put together by Maria Friedman. So oh, she's been putting it? some some, mm. uh, some great stuff together lately. Uh, it's already on sale. It's at the Sondheim on June the 20th. That's Witches of Eastwick. But just look out for these one night only kind of concert versions because they're fantastic. One night only. I mean, when I was flying solo, all by my... I've been singing oh, in the somebody car. somebody stop him! <laughs> Bang. Uh, no, I've been looking... When I was coming in in the car, I was having a nice little sing and getting excited but when I was here in the studio a couple of weeks ago on my own I talked a little bit about the fact that because musicals some of the traditional musicals aren't doing as well as they had been Mm. I think maybe this is a little tester from Maria to see what people want Um, because maybe some of those long runners are in the firing line absolutely Um, just a bit of other news Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure you were devastated to hear that Gemma Collins won't be able to do Chicago I was I was very intrigued that her management have informed the producers of Chicago she'll no longer be appearing in the UK tour of the show due to a knee injury. Yes. Yes. So, uh, yeah. So (laughs) that's a a real shame. I wonder if that is actually what's happened or if she was feeling the heat a little bit. Uh, Look, it could be anything, but all I know is that unless you have been trained in musical theatre and you have the vocal and physical stamina to do eight shows a week. Maybe that's what's twanged the knee. Yeah. Lee Mead's in it, though. Yes. So that's quite encouraging. Yeah. So Lee Mead's recently announced as joining... Yeah, I mean, there's Chicago. some great people and it's a great show and it's fun. But I do think that sometimes when they get these stars in that have not been trained and don't have the technical know-how to sustain, you know, eight shows a week without yeah. vocal damage or, you know, exhaustion or anything like that, it is it is tricky. Yeah, uh, David Tennant's coming back um, to the West End. Is he? Yes, he's. Uh, it's, it's been a while, 2017, since he's done something. Was that much uh, ado with Catherine Tate? I don't. I suspect it was. Remember, but it's the uh, the play called Good by oh, yeah. C.P. Taylor uh, about 1930s Germany, and that is uh, just been announced. So um, that's that's yeah, going to be fun. Um, 
he obviously, people are excited, is coming back to Doctor Who. I noticed that quite a lot of the audience for both the Hamlet I saw him do at the RSC and the Much Ado that he did in the West End, mm. they are Who fans. They're people who've come to him through his work on telly. So it'll be quite interesting to see how that's developed. It'll probably be the same diehard fans. No, probably. Yeah. The Globe is celebrating its 25th anniversary. Oh! Yeah. Hey. Have you been to the Globe? I can't, yes. Good. I can't believe that it's 25 years already. I know. 1996 it opened, so it's obviously slightly delayed. I think it's 96. I don't know where I've plucked that from. That's in my head. Have I done the maths wrongly? But 25 years, uh, obviously Sam Wanamaker founded it, Zoe Wanamaker's dad. He was an American who came to London and was staggered that we didn't have a space for Shakespeare. He was looking for the Shakespeare Theatre and everyone was like, well, you've got to go to Stratford. He was like, yeah, but he lived in London for a lot of time as well. (laughs) So on the 18th of June, they've got a big, big event. Um, Henry VIII is currently showing there and they're going to use Henry VIII as part of the part of that evening's festivities, directed by Amy Hodge, and then there's going to be many anniversary surprises there as well. So some extra special guests, familiar faces, confetti cannons, trumpet fanfares, a whole lot of pomp and pageantry, and they're aiming to raise £250,000 to support the Globe, because the Globe doesn't get any Arts Council funding, it doesn't have any public money. I'm so sick of this. (laughs) So they're trying to raise raise money, so the tickets include a voluntary donation. Henry VIII is Adam Gillen, who got an Olivier uh, nomination for Killer Joe at the Trafalgar Studios right. um, as Best Supporting Actor and also he played Mozart in Amadeus at the National. Ah, Did you see that production? No, I would have loved it. Yeah, uh, it was an interesting show but yeah, and he's playing Henry VIII and Janet Etuk is Anne Boleyn who she's got four Best Actress Awards for her performance in Cold, a digital theatre piece created by Open Sky Theatre so you're in good hands at Henry mm. VIII even if you don't go for the 25th event on the 18th of June try and catch Henry VIII if you've never been to the Globe highly recommend it. Fantastic and just lastly before we hit into an amazing song and Juliet has had its run extended has it? until 2023, oh, which is fantastic. Because yeah. I've still not been. And we're going to be interviewing um, one of the cast oh, shortly. Yeah. Here she is, folks. The queen of the sea, the diva with the fever, Lady Fabulous 1978. Me, Dolores Van Let's light it up, Philadelphia. I've been thinking about you since receiving your call. Can't see living without you. You've got me mind, soul, body, and all. Praying, I pray every night and each day, hoping that you'll drop a line. Take me higher, 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 ow! 
guess what, y'all? It's my birthday. Happy birthday, Dolores. Don't know how you do what you do. It's like you're almost too good to be true. You're my hope. You're my dream. You rock my world. You reign so free. My man is so nice to me. You know, my hood is headed for a special case. Where people shake it, baby, rats in love, embrace. Listen, we're gonna take a quick five, y'all. Take me to Yeah. Oh. oh, it's so good. So good to have some more sister aunt. I pulled that out of the vault a couple of weeks ago. Fantastic. And of course, it's now about to be yeah, everywhere. Any second now. With Beverly Knight. Oh, I came up with a title. So I was saying, um, we were talking to Charlie Ryle about the fact that uh, obviously the second one's got a great p- pun back in the habit. I think the third one ought to be called Old, Dabbit, Old Habits Die Hard. Nice. I mean, never fluff a punchline, but yeah, there we go. <laughs> You're listening. <laughs> what to do you do for a living, Ruddy? <laughs> uh, articulate clearly. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to Stage Door, sponsored by Jam Theatre Company Marlow on River Radio. You can listen on our website, River Radio, on our mobile app for Apple and Android. Search for River Radio Live. You can tell Alexa, play River Radio, and we're live right here, right now on DAB. Rifling through the curtain to try and find out what's going on locally, nationally, and digitally. What's going on in the Thames Valley, Joe? Well, we Funny have a, you should ask. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, Reading Rep Theatre has um, Midsummer Night's Dream. Now, I don't know whether you know that Rep Theatre, but it's I thought like, you were going to say, do I know the play? Midsummer Night's... Mm, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but honestly, the photographs of their production looks fabulous. Really? Yes. Ah. I think for anybody who's... and this, We're going to talk about stuff like this later, but anybody who is dubious or sceptical um, about seeing a Shakespeare play... Um, this is like so modernised and fresh and fun and just quirky and... Propeller did a very good version of okay. Dream with the same kind of aesthetic All a few right. years ago, that yeah. sort of clown vibe. And exactly. Just, it, I mean, it might even be them for a while. I don't like know. What but. I was saying about that trans and non-binary production of uh, As You Like It that yeah. I went to see a couple of weeks ago, if you get the audience on side and go, we're doing funny early on with something off script, then you're yeah. more likely just to ease in and go, oh, I like you, you're yeah. funny. I don't understand all the words, but I get the vibe and I know that that was a punchline. Honestly, line. the photos alone would get you buying tickets on this. <laughs> um, and that's from the 11th of May to the 5th of June. Okay, so not, you know, masses of time left on that one. Um, And then a bit later on, they've got Jekyll and Hyde. So if you're a fan of that musical, that's coming in October. But anyway, this weekend on Sunday at the Woking New Victoria Theatre in Woking, Friends the Musical Parody. Now, we had Thomas Mitchells, who's playing Chandler, uh, interviewed a few weeks ago. And Rebecca, the week or two before that. That, Fantastic. Who's playing Rachel. And they they are on this Sunday at uh, the New Victoria Theatre in Woking. This Sunday, matinee, 3.30 and 7pm. Um, and, you know, it's their actual last, last show. Oh. Yeah, so it's going to be quite emotional, I think. So um, just go and have fun. Had you been to that? You'd en- 
I've you, seen it once. I seen it, saw it early in its run, and uh, and I'll be seeing it on Sunday. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, re- well, I need to go and catch Rebecca Briley in it because she very kindly told us all about it, and okay. I still haven't caught it. So yeah, I've got to get a Woking. Yes, you do. And I've not been to the New Vic before. Oh, it's a lovely theatre. It's a really lovely theatre. Um, and I just want to mention, um, oh, a really long time ago, we were talking about Windsor Theatre Royal, and they had Patrick Duffy from Dallas. Do you oh, remember? Yeah, and he yeah. was in a show in a play called Love Letters with Linda Pearl. Well, it's back due to public demand. And I'm thrilled to bits. Um, And it's on the 6th and 7th of June. There's three performances, so there's a matinee as well. But that's at the Windsor Theatre Royal. Love Letters starring Patrick Duffy, if you remember him from the TV show Dallas. So, yeah, that's a a good one. That's a throwback, absolutely. Now, just looking into London, uh, there is... We talked about showstoppers last week. Have you ever been to Crazy Cox at the Brasseries Hotel? I've performed there. Oh, oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You're right there. (laughs) Jason Kravitz um, has a five-star... He's had five-star shows there before in 2020. He's got two nights, one with Joe Stilgo and another with Rachel Paris. Well, I saw saw Joe Stilgo in a brilliant musical at the Old Vic a few years ago, which I wish would come back... Um, and he's so good on the grand piano, just sort of improvising, very classy. That'll be great. And Rachel Paris, who you might know from the Mash Report. Um, and every detail of the show, a bit like Showstoppers, is invented on the spot. So the name of the character, the birthplace, the life story, the melody, the lyrics, all spontaneous using the audience suggestions. So uh, that's with Joe Stilgo at Crazy Cox on the 27th of May and Rachel Paris on the 28th of May. So tomorrow and the day after. And then also opening tomorrow is Snow White. At the Polka Theatre. Beautiful. So we've talked about Polka Polka Theatre before. If you've got half term coming up, which most of us do, uh, then you might want to take your little ones along to a beautiful production of Snow White. It's on till the 5th of June. Um, There's alliteration galore in the copy. A charmingly cheerful heroine escapes her hilariously homicidal stepmother with help from a family of feisty, woods-dwelling, banjo-strumming, washboard-wearing vegans. And it got a five-star review in the stage. A four-star review in the stage. Forgive me. Warm family friendly fairy tale with a smart twist so even they're in on the action that's Snow White at the Polka 27th of May to the 5th of June fantastic I just thought I'd mention also for next week you know there are so many fantastic um, shows on for children around the place so do go and check out your theatre look at Norden Farm especially in Maidenhead they always have fantastic things for uh, kids to do Uh, daytime afternoon anytime really but it's a lovely place to go so check that one out yeah isn't it just and the National Theatre has got The Father and the Assassin. This is one of those um, ringing the bell for last warnings because it's only on for another two weeks. It's on to the 18th of June. And um, this is the story of the man who murdered Gandhi. Mahatma, Mahatma Gandhi, a lawyer, champion of non-violence, beloved leader, and Nathuram Godsey, a journalist, nationalist, and the man who murdered him. So it's mm. tracing Godsey's life over 30 years during India's fight for independence. And he goes from being a devout follower of Gandhi through to being radicalised and then their tragic final encounter in Delhi in 1948. It's getting great reviews. I'm getting emails from the National Are saying, look, five stars. Uh, so wow. It's clearly going incredibly well. Um, so, yes, that's a the director reunites with one of India's most exciting playwrights. That's The Father and the Assassin at the National till the 18th of June. That's awesome. Now, we've got uh, some other stuff happening uh, around and about and some other guests that we're going to interview uh, to do with shows that are being put on as well. But, you know, that will come another week. Oh, you're dangling the carrot I there, am, aren't just you? Just a tiny bit, just a tiny bit. But I do have an outpick. Oh, do you? I do. Oh. 
And the thing about this owl pick, Roddy, is it's tonight. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Now, if you've been sitting at home and thinking, oh, what am I going to watch on TV tonight? You know, you've probably watched every movie that's going, because <laughs> I feel like I have. Um, there is a fantastic, fun show on at the Wickham Swan this evening. It's called Housewives on Holiday. Right. And it's from the, the writers and producers of Hormonal Housewives and Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Maybe it's just that I don't identify with this. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it's time to get away from it all and join the Housewives on Holiday. It's a brand new comedy which is set uh, to tour and the fabulous uh, Maureen Nolan is in the show and welcomes um, other hormonal housewives, Julie Coombe and Joseph, uh, Josephine Partridge. Um, so, it, you know, it's holidays like women come in all shapes and sizes, from wild partying to wild swimming, from Club 6.30 to Club 8100. Uh, join the ladies as they romp through the tapas selection of holiday heaven, holiday hell, but most of all, holiday hilarity. <laughs> uh, it says, bring your passports and your bikinis because we're off on our hollybobs from the Costa del Sol to the Costa del Clacton. There's no sucking in your belly on our beach. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Um, you're among friends. Slap on the fun factor 50 and let's all hang out. So that's tonight at the Wickham Swan. Housewives on holiday. Don't sit in front of the telly. Grab your best friend and go. I think you say grab a beer. <laughs> grab Bev, grab a beer and go. That's it. Nice. I heard a friend the other day um, winding somebody out who's like, oh, I, oh, no, sorry, I can't. I've got to, I, I'm, you know, I'm working on my summer body. And the friend was like, when you say working on, it's going to be summer. And you've got a body job done. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, part two of Name That Show. It is. So we had a very obvious part, you know, part one. Part one. Um, and this is just another little tiny clip that everybody. Over a certain age should know. <laughs> I reckon everyone under a certain age will Do know as well. I've got a lot of students who know this because oh, their okay. families have been to see it sure. somewhere or other. Yeah. So, you know, it's also on film yep, as well. Absolutely. As a musical. So uh, let's have a listen to that one more time. Feeling like a number one. Oh, it's a bit more optimistic, that lyric as well. It, that's very true. So if you think you know, you probably know the song title because it comes next <laughs> on that line. Um, but if you know what show, what musical that comes from, uh, please email in joe at river.radio. That's jo at river.radio. So you can go on my leaderboard. The more times your name is on my leaderboard, the closer you are to getting free tickets to a theatre show. And also, if you're listening on Google or Apple or Spotify on the podcast, you're still in with a chance. It doesn't matter when you tell me. Just tell me. Great. Oh, now the phone's ringing, which, of course, heralds our ring-in request. Fantastic. So I'll get this. Ah, very responsible. Just lean over. Hello. Good morning. Hi, Joe and Roddy. Hi. I'd really like to hear something from Miss Saigon. Uh, I gave birth to my first child listening to the second act of this amazing musical. So anything from Miss Saigon would put a smile on my face today. Thanks, Joe and Roddy. Loving the show. Oh, thanks, Nikki. What's that? Hang on, gave birth in the auditorium? Uh, <laughs> let's hope not. I'm yeah. sure she means just in the background. And what have you picked then? What have you plucked from Miss Saigon? Is it I Still Believe? It is. Oh, sounds lovely. We can relax to this. It's a lovely song. Bits of this sound like fame. Okay. <laughs> I'll do the fame dance. You listen to Miss en- Saigon. Enjoy, Nikki. Last night I dreamed you held me We slept here side by side You 
whispered softly to me I heard you speak my name I cried Though I know it's been so many years In the silence of my secret tears You are here still I still
So I don't know whether Nikki gave birth to that song. <laughs> um, it would have been a very calm... <laughs> yes, maybe some classical music instead. I presume she wanted to listen to that because it's one of the things she missed when hustled out of the auditorium. Exactly, exactly. And I, I wonder... This has got nothing to do with anything. <laughs> but I wonder if, depending on what music is played when you give birth, whether it has yeah. any indication to the personality of the child. Oh, interesting. Because Nikki has three kids. I'm really curious to know which one... <laughs> Um, that was for which but. one was underscored certainly in the early contractions in the first half of the show absolutely by Miss Saigon I know that I responded to the EastEnders theme tune when I was born because my mum had mm. watched it when it was first launched um, when she was in hospital with me and so I recognised it it's weird what we yeah, pick up I, w- I was eight months pregnant um, singing um, you know backing at the Brit Awards uh, with Sting oh, and <laughs> no um, it was just a, a number with that Sting and M people were singing together oh. and uh, you know, I've got to play that to my my firstborn child to see whether or not it has some kind of recollection like the Easter's, yeah. Easter's East Enders. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to try. Well, loads still to come, including part two of our zinging Shakespeare discussion, which I think I'm going to call Brush Up Your Shakespeare. Okay. But now it's the quick quiz. Oh, here it is. <laughs> All right, ready? So, in the last few weeks, I've been doing hair or hairspray, wicked or... Waitress. Waitress. Yeah. And then Emily or Annie. Yeah. Okay, you did challenge me thinking I couldn't think of any more. No, never, never, never. Little Mermaid or Little Women? (laughs) All right. Oh, dear. Right. Okay, and that's the musicals. Yeah, and then Little Mermaid. No, and Little Women. I'll have more next week. Okay, are you ready? So it's 10 song titles. And if you're uh, listening at home, please just grab a quick pencil and write down as well and see how you do compared to Roddy. It's. 50-50 50-50 chance was the song title from Little Mermaid or Little Women. Number one, Kiss the Girl. Okay, yeah. Okay. Two, If Only. Mm-hmm. Okay. Song title three, Here Alone. Oh, gosh, these are bland, aren't they? They're <laughs> not are. giving me much to sink my teeth into. Four, Sometimes When You Dream. Sometimes when you dream. I'm trying to sing that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, song title five, She's in Love. This presumably is the stage version of Little Mermaid, so they're going to have added in songs, aren't they? Oh, no, yeah, it is. It's the proper yeah, musical, yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I've only seen the 1991 or 2 Disney film. I went to the cinema with my godmother's daughter, Katie, to watch it. Beautiful. We ran in late. Oh, of course you did. <laughs> uh, we're up to number six. Song title six is Most Amazing Thing. Okay. I mean, so far I've only got one that I'm sure of. Okay. Seven, One Step Closer. Yeah. Gosh. Eight is a very famous song called Astonishing. (laughs) I don't know. It's astonishing. Hardly astonishing, I don't know, is it? Uh, Nine, More Than I Am. Okay. I'm writing down the song titles because I just don't know. Yeah. Okay. And the final one is I Want the Good Times Back. Hmm. So, ten song titles from either the musical Little Mermaid or Little Women, which is which. Kiss the Girl, If Only, Here Alone, Sometimes When You Dream, She's in Love, Most Amazing Thing, One Step Closer, Astonishing, More Than I Am, and finally, I Want the Good Times Back. When when was Little Women done as a musical then? Oh, not that long ago. Yeah, I seem to remember. We talked about, was it at The Curve? 
uh, the curve always starts it amazing does, things. It Let does tend a... to, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I've, I obviously know that I've never read the book by Louisa May Alcott, but I know, I know it's You her, know the story. No, 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 I'm not sure I do. I'm oh. not sure in my growing up period, <laughs> also called youth, that I remember seeing a TV adaptation of it. Well, it's, it was um, opened in Broadway on 2005, um, but recently, most recently, it's been here uh, in London 2021, so last year. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, well, I missed it. <laughs> well, never mind. Let's see whether or not whilst we listen to... Oh, this is an absolute tune. Let's listen to some West Side Story. And then whilst everyone emails in to help me with the answers, Roddy at River.Radio, <laughs> I sound a little bit like what's-her-face-off. Yes. Um, Shit's Creek. Right. <laughs> Let's listen to this. Oh. Could be, who knows There's something due any day I will know right away Soon as it shows It make them cannonballing down through the sky Gleam in its eye, bright as a rose Who knows It's only just out of reach Down the block on a beach Under a tree I got a feeling there's a miracle due Gonna come true Coming to me Could it be? Yes it could Something's coming Something good If I can wait Something's coming I don't know what it is But it is gonna be great With a shock, phone will jingle, door will knock, open the latch. Something's coming, don't know when, but it's soon. Catch the moon, one-handed catch. It will, maybe just by holding still, it'll be there. Come on, something, come on in, don't be shy. Meet a guy, pull up a chair. The air is humming, and something great is coming. Down the block on a beach, maybe tonight. And there it is. Beautiful. Yeah, that's the original, actually. Is it? Yeah. Uh I, I listened to other ones, but, you know, there's something... Authentic. Funnily enough, I did exactly the same this week. I asked, whilst driving along, I asked Spotify to play me America. And obviously okay. it played the most recent version. Sure. And I enjoyed it, but mm. then I wanted to go back and listen to the original. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, well, let's find out. All right, Roddy. Mm. 
How'd you get on? Uh, not well, I'd say. Okay, how yeah, many yeah. people you emailed some, in? Something's Coming was the <laughs> title of that song. I think it's a disaster. I do try and choose songs that are a little bit fun. Yeah. Around this time. Uh, no one's emailed, but I reckon that's because most people are listening again. So sure. if you can email me, then I reckon I still legitimately get the point retrospectively. Sure. Yeah, we'll play wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff. Will we? Yeah. That's very professional of you. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Here are the answers to my 10 song titles. Is it Little Mermaid or Little Women? Mm-hmm. The song title one was Kiss the Girl. What do you think? I know that's Little Mermaid. It is. Yeah, that's the only one I know. Okay, well, that's, mm. on. that's good. I'm just going to load up the uh, wrong sound uh, uh, effect now, yeah. Right. Uh, song title two, If Only. Going on a game of chance here and going with Little Women. No. Oh, it's Little Mermaid. Three, Here Alone. Here alone. Uh, oh, gosh, now it's a game of probabilities, ratios, maths. Uh, I'm going to go Little Mermaid. It's Little Women. Oh. Four, sometimes when you dream. Sometimes when you dream, that sounds like Disney. Little Mermaid. Little Women. <laughs> Five, she's in love. Uh, um, well, now we've had two Little Women, it must be time for another Little Mermaid. <laughs> you just... <laughs> During the odds, it is. <laughs> is it good? She's in love with Little Mermaid. Most amazing thing. Uh, most amazing thing. It could be about her voice, um, but I don't know the plot of Little Women, so I'm going to go Little Women. It is. Ah, good. Okay, by chance. Uh, seven. One step closer. One step closer. Sounds like Little Mermaid. It is. Well, I mean, that one did have some logic behind it. Okay. On the basis. She's a mermaid that wants legs. Uh, eight. Astonishing. Um, little Women. Oh, got lots happening. <laughs> the dogs are in... kicking. I don't know if you can hear this, but the dogs are kicking off in the background. Uh, <laughs> um, sorry, Astonishing is Little Women, yes. Is, it, did, is that what I said? Yes. I've got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Nine more than I am. Uh, that Little Women? Yes, it is. And finally, I want the good times back. Mm, can be either. It sounds a bit too modern to be Little Women, so I'm going to go Little Mermaid. It is Little oh, Mermaid. Okay, six. I clutched so that back. So you did really well. I had you a did run really of four well. no's at the beginning and then quite a lot of dings. I think I'm very proud of you. Oh, thanks. It could have um, been worse. Anybody else at home? I mean, that was not an easy no. task. Because no. they're not really well known. Many. I like the shade I got for just guessing. You're like, oh, you're just guessing. Like, yeah. Some <laughs> no. people get through their entire GCSEs like that. Works out quite well. <laughs> right, let's go into the vault. Yes. I've I wonder got, what we've got this week. I've got my half-eaten banana. Fantastic. I've got my coffee. I'm good. I've got my tea. Yes. Really, oh, gosh. You've got a whopping big tea. Oh. You've left it out of the vault. Oh, no. Can I not have it now? No. And it's stopping on W. It is. Uh, great. Okay, let's do Whistle Down the Wind. Oh, okay. Do you know this one? Um, I know about two songs from it. Part, uh, um, the second one, because you've played it on stage at all. Fantastic. Well, Whistle Down the Wind is based on the novel by Mary Haley Bell. And the film was produced by Richard Attenborough. Oh, wow. And directed by Brian Forbes. So Andrew Lloyd Webber and Jim Steinman got together with Patricia Knopp and Gail Edwards um, to write the original story and, and taken it and reset it in Louisiana in 1959. And it premiered at the National in Washington in 1996 and came to the West End in 1998. But it's a really interesting story. Uh, it's um, set in uh, a poor farming family led by Father Boone and his three children, Swallow, Brat and Poor Baby. Now, this is in... The Louisiana, deeply religious town. Okay, got to keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, 
so we've got father, whose name is Boone, and the three children, Swallow, Brat, and Poor Baby. And they've recently buried their mother and are still struggling with the grief. Oh. And as Christmas approaches and the family cannot afford any presents or luxuries, the three children are desperate to find something to hold on to and believe in. And one day they find a stranger injured and hiding in their run-down barn. Now, unknown to the children, the man... In, in the barn is probably an escaped convict. Mm. It's never incredibly clear. Is it never made explicit? No, I don't think so, no. Mm. But Swallow seizes on the idea that he is Jesus. And the rumour quickly spreads amongst the children of the town. So meanwhile, the town is on the lookout for the runaway convict, urged by the sheriff to stay vigilant. Uh, so the children are fighting to protect him from an adult world, because uh, they really do think it's Jesus, and determined to find an, uh, and the adult world is determined to find the, the yeah, yeah. escaped convict. Yeah. So it does get a little bit tense in all of this. Um, the town is on the lookout, and uh, the there is a character called Candy, who is a rebellious African American youth, uh, learns of the prisoners' hideout, and she's quick to reveal to the town and tell them, and the, all the residents descend on Boone's farm. However, mysteriously, the man has disappeared and Boone realises that Swallow still needs him to depend upon and restore her faith in the family unit. Now, there's some really, you know, fantastic emotive uh, music in this, hauntingly beautiful love songs, explosive rock music because of uh, songwriter Jim Steinman. Oh, wow, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the score really tries to contrast the relentless influence of the modern world and the traditional values of the old day. Um, so, Whistle Down the Wind, the song title is is fabulous and gorgeous. I love that song a lot. But we're going to play um, a, a song from it called Long Overdue for a Miracle. Um, and you'll hear the children in this one as well. Can it be true? Well, what do you think? Does he have those big blue eyes? Everyone's whispering back in town. I bet it's a pack of lies. I bet he needs a bed. Do you think that he can drive? We ought to dress up really nice. Great if he's alive. Does he have a crown of thorns? The greatest story ever told. Jeez, he must be hungry. Lord, he must be old. He could turn us into angels. He could bless us with a kiss. Do you think he likes gumbo? Do you think that he likes Elvis? <laughs> Just imagine what would happen if all of this was true. All the other kids would envy us for long overdue. Long overdue for a miracle. Well, long overdue. He can make the sun every tree on. He'll make us all confess. Let's throw him a big party. It's Christmas pretty soon. We'll get a clown to put the top. He can walk across like punch trees. Pull water from a stone. Just think of all the things we do with her. Lovely. Oh, so that that I understand is coming back. 
It is because the water and locally as well in the middle of the Thames Valley, the water mill. So um, it's there from I think it's the water mill R, but in Bangor, the water mill theatre in Bangor. Oh dear, I got excited because I saw the word watermill. No, no, it is coming somewhere nearby. Oh no, seriously. Well, what I found it's twenty um, second of July to tenth of September in Bangor. Okay, we we need to look that up. (laughs) Well, let's get our facts straight. All right. So anyway, you're listening to River Radio, and usually we get everything right. Online (laughs) at river.radio. We're on Apple, Android and Alexa. You can listen again on our website. We're a podcast on Google, Apple and Spotify. A really good way to, to catch us straight after this. And we're also broadcasting live on DAB. It's the first time that it's been back for a decade, I think. And I seem to remember when we first met that you were plotting to try and put me in it. I, uh, you yes. were going to do a version with me. That hasn't happened. I. It hasn't. I do you know why? Because like the whole the, <laughs> the whole barn, you know, gets yeah. um, attacked. Okay, I can't, I can't think of the word fire. <laughs> What's the word? Uh, arson. Yeah, all of that. Set, um, set a light. That's it. Burnt down. Yes, burnt down. That's <laughs> yeah. what I was looking for. A uh, little bit more caffeine required. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I still really want to do it. But sometimes, you know, when you go to want to direct shows and things like that and choose them, you don't actually have the, the ability to uh, do, have the rights to put it on. So, oh, fair you enough. Know. I've just been sitting here quietly waiting patiently for 11 years. <laughs> we, we can do that. We can do that. <laughs> right, let's finish off Name That Show. Here's part three. Da, 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 ba, da, ba, ba. Name That Show. So I'll be there when you arrive. I'm in a bit more generous there, but of course, I suppose if you've listened to the first two parts and you're still confused, uh, you probably know the song, but it's the show we're after. Name that show. Uh, it, so It will be quite sad if people don't know this yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Email jojo at river.radio if you think you know what that is and get on the leaderboard. Here's that third clip once again. So I'll be there when you arrive. you There it is. There it goes. That is lovely. I'm just excited I can drink my um, tea. I'm sitting, I'm sitting so pleased I can have my tea back. Now that we're out of the vault. <laughs> we're out of the vault. Yeah, yep. great. Fantastic. Now, it's our new feature, Brush Up Your Shakespeare. <laughs> but the poet of them all, who will start them simply raving, is the poet people call the part of Stratford-on-Avon. So this was an impromptu feature that we started last week, mm. and then we were we were we were really enjoying ourselves. Just rev myself back up. Yeah, and we had to finish. We so had to stop. We need to keep going. Yeah, I've great. still got some more questions for you. Okay, far away. If you've just tuned in today for the first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, Roddy is an expert on Shakespeare. <laughs> oh. So, well, I enjoy Shakespeare. <laughs> I'm not an academic. I haven't done it for about 10 years, but I do love Shakespeare. Listen, between you and Rob Lane, you guys oh, together Rob. know everything. We'll be interviewing him soon. Oh, so good. That's good, yeah. Anyway, uh, so we were talking last week about how a lot of Shakespeare is performed badly mm. and therefore it gives a bad mm. image for yeah. people to enjoy the essence of what Shakespeare was doing. So you gave us a few little examples, which is good of what not to do. And, you know, I love when you've been teaching, you know, English and text and everything with our students. Yeah. That, you know, you get it on its feet. 
yeah. as soon as possible. It's very important to get it to, to get people performing it. It's yeah. not designed to sit down and read and analyse. It's designed to be played. And actually, I remember we've talked briefly about what got me into Shakespeare. Yeah, it was doing it at um, the RSC, but. Within a short um, space of time, I had a teacher at school for A-level who was brilliant, Viv Duckers. And I remember in the first lesson, she's, we were doing Richard II, mm-hmm. not an easy play to dip your toe into. Mm-hmm. And we were about to do the opening scene. She'd cast it and we were all sitting there, you know, nervous, lesson one with our texts. And then she slammed her hands down on the desk and went, oh my goodness, please tell me you haven't spent the last five years at this school sitting and reading. Move the desks! And so she made it this slightly sort of riotous, mm. rebellious thing where we were complicit in rearranging the room I mean granted I mean look at me squeaky year 12 but I was like oh gosh I didn't do this before and it was in a room Mm. that you weren't entitled to be in unless you were in the sixth form so it felt very different and naughty and she directed it and indirect through directing it she taught us about the status and she kept pausing and saying so why why is what do you get from him sitting there on the throne and and what and then we'd check in after that first scene and go oh gosh Richard the second is is really mean he's really horrible he's um really conniving and trying to get lots of money cut forwards you know asking that same question again uh, an act later yeah when actually you're starting to feel sorry for him the fact you've seen it played by the people in the room and you're all in this together yeah it's a real voyage of discovery it's a proper experience for your character yeah, in that. yeah. and and as a group a, a, as an ensemble as a sort of actors it made us all actors andrew mm. hilton's a brilliant director who's i think retired now but ran the shakespeare at the tobacco factory he's just published a book called from the factory floor a brilliant guide to how to develop uh, how to investigate explore stage shakespeare mm. and perform it but i remember when he was teaching us at bristol he started a play we he'd done hamlet with jamie ballard uh, the year before and he was doing a bit of hamlet with us pretended not to know anything about it um, who said, um, I, uh, I can't remember, actually. And that um, removal of the academic in the Absolutely. room, the we're going to find this together, is nice. really important. Because nice. no one person's got all the answers. And with most of this 450-year-old text, we don't know what it means, so we get to invent that and yeah. create it afresh. Which is beautiful. Yeah, great fun. And if everybody came to Shakespeare with that kind of attitude, you know, just even as as a, a viewer, yeah. you know, it's it's new, it's fresh, it's it's exciting, it's curious it's all those it's like going on the adventure with you yeah uh not being spoken to yes that makes sense absolutely yeah Yeah, and i can't find it now but the rsc for a while had a three-pronged approach to trying to get um, people into shakespeare and i remember one of them was see it and another one was perform it i can't remember the third but that was though that really stuck with me you have to get it up on its feet and do it and i've done it with young children before five or six Mm. we did a brilliant cut down version of Macbeth, if i just say so myself adorable watching them plodding around going double double toil and trouble but they got it they knew what they were saying i'm really chuffed that you know these little kids that we talked about cesarean sections because it's a key pop, plot point at the end of the show. They got it. They came skidding into the lesson the third week. We'd done Macbeth, Romeo and Juliet, and we were about to do Much Ado. Yeah. And they came skidding and went, what story are we going to do this week? And I was like, got you, because it's the story that you're excited about. And at that age, you're learning new words all the time. Sure. Give them a script with some slightly different words in. Yeah. They're like, yeah, sure, we'll, we'll deliver it. Yeah. It's all on how it's sold, isn't it, really, at the end of the day? And how passionate people are about things as well. Um, So I've got a few questions for you. What do you think is the most underrated Shakespeare play? Ooh, there are a few that don't get done very often. But Mm. of course, inevitably, the ones that don't get done very often um, are usually a bit 
complicated to follow. Okay. I would possibly go for Richard II, and maybe it's because I studied it with Mrs. Duckers, who was passionate, like you say, mm-hmm. so passionate that she said if she could dig up Shakespeare, she'd marry him tomorrow. So as a leaving gift, we <laughs> gave her an, an issue. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a leaving gift, we gave her an inflatable skeleton with Shakespeare's face, the Chandos portrait, sellotaped onto it. Um, but Richard II is a really... You might know there's a monologue that um, people do quite a lot for drama school, come sit on the ground and let us tell sad stories of the death of kings. And then there's, it, it, that is a bit overdone, but actually it's a really interesting dissection of um, human psychology. Right. I think that's great. And I saw it done by Jonathan Slinger fantastically at the RSC about 15 years ago. So, yeah, I th- I'd say that. But then generally they're all rated quite highly. People either love Shakespeare because, like me, they've enjoyed performing it and watching it, mm-hmm. or they don't like it because they had a bad experience of it when they're young. So it's all about a good experience early on. Yeah. And then once you're in, it's like a new episode of something's being launched. I went to see All's Well That Ends Well a few years ago in right. Bristol with my friend Ellie Yates mm. as the star. Beautiful show. I didn't know it at all. And I, I challenged myself not to look the plot up first. And it, it was a gamble that, play, uh, that paid off because I sat there just like, oh, you know when you're excited that Netflix is launching a new series of mm-hmm. your favourite show? It was like that. Oh, got, amazing. Once you've got your ear attuned, mm. you're off. No one gets Shakespeare in the first two scenes. It takes a while for you to get your ear into gear. Yeah. But once you're in, you're in. I did have a really uh, lovely um, experience with Measure to Measure um, oh, yeah. at the Rose Theatre many years ago. And that was, um, it must have been a long time ago because they were doing the Globe Up. Uh, yeah, it was it was really lovely and uh, simple, uh, well performed. So I understood everything yeah. that was going on. You know, it was lovely. Okay, so a couple more questions. Um, what life lessons have you got from the plots of uh, well, shows? Well, don't murder. Um, I <laughs> suppose that there, there's nothing specific that I could draw out because what I think Shakespeare does so well is hold a mirror up to humanity and so you recognise yourself. I'd say the main thing is comfort that there are other people, that every other people have felt um, the pain Mm -hmm. um, whatever he investigates whether it's lust or feelings of um, questioning about Mm -hmm. your existence like all of that, that um, whole world that whole globe of existence is in there so feeling that you're represented, that you can identify is probably the, the main thing. Mm. Um, the fact that it depicts people um, going through torment or conducting murders, uh, that is in itself, I think, because fundamentally what we're watching on stage is a play. We're watching what we can't do in real life, what we know is morally wrong. Mm-hmm. I say this to my students, it's a bit like... Um, a cat doesn't need to kill, um, but its instinct is still there to kill. But because you're feeding it, it comes home and it hasn't often necessarily finished off the bird that it's dragged in or the mouse that it's found outside. Lovely. Humans, <laughs> humans, yes, yeah, sorry. How is your question? But humans watching a play, we're sort of doing the same psychological exercise. We know we can't kill, but we're fascinated to see the effects. We watch mm. Macbeth unravel. We watch Lady Macbeth's mental state fray because of what they've done. So we, we get the lesson through exploring that idea idea so yeah there you Fantastic. go all right i've i could talk about this for, forever should we continue next week because we've think, still got more questions oh wow yeah go for it yeah <laughs> i do okay well oh, i'm loving it i I'm, love it so much yeah absolutely yeah let's do that all right well let's finish name that show then right so it's time for the answer it is if anyone were in any doubt <laughs> It's Mamma Mia! Yes, it is. So the song itself is Super Trooper, which is such a fun song. I mean, like, most of the the, um, other songs are great. (coughs) So 
<laughs> Hello, Joe's just, just having a little cough. <laughs> That's never happened before. That suddenly caught you by surprise. No, I have had a cough all week, so sorry about that, everybody. So, yeah, so Song was Super Trooper from the musical Mamma Mia. We're going to listen to that in a minute yeah. and play the full track. But for this week, that's it from Stage Door. We're sponsored. Go on. Yeah, <laughs> just thought you were about to go again. Sponsored by Jam Theatre Company Marlowe. Join us both next Thursday at 11 on River Radio for more from, from the, the Stage Door. Have a good one. Super Trooper lights are going to find me, but I won't feel blue. Hey, you're coming.